we don't get to play creator, right? Mm -hmm. Like we play, play a role in creation, but we are not the creator. We are not, we are not the people who determine when a life is created and when a life isn't. Like I said, we could have sex. We've been having sex forever and we've been pregnant twice. Right. Right. And if we got pregnant now, I would be, it would not, it would not be a very happy occasion. And I'm just going to be clear and honest about that. It'd be a disruption. But I think also I would look at it like, you know, I would be pissed. This isn't our plan. You know, we're on the verge of being empty nesters. This isn't what we expected. I'd be mad as hell. But (laughs) I would also look (laughs) at it like, well, it was meant to be though. Right. Because we've had all these years of sex and no children have come from it except for the first two. So now if 17 years later from the last time we had a child, mm-hmm. a child comes <laughs> Ooh, from mad. it. I don't think you understand. Then, how I'd be mad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not You're saying talking you talking so calm about it because, at because the end I'm of the not day, even going to lie. The thought of terminating that pregnancy would cross my mind. Welcome back to the Naked Proverbs podcast, where we unclothe the truth about black love, family and marriage. My name is Nick Scott, one of your hosts, and I'm here with my husband. What's going on? It's your boy, Rich. And today we are going to tackle the topic of abortion. Right at the start of every episode, we always remind our listeners that we are not trained, licensed or professional therapists or counselors. We've been married for a long, 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 long time. And Naked Proverbs is our platform to share our stories, our experience, our advice and our opinions. If you haven't already, make sure that you're following the Naked Proverbs on whatever podcasting platform you listen on. And if you like what you hear, stop by iTunes and show us your love and support and give us a five star review. As always, we'd like to take a moment and say thank you to all of our listeners. We truly appreciate you tuning in week after week and spending your day with us. Fall semester is almost over for a lot of schools, colleges, universities. And um, uh, these kids that believe they're grown are starting to come home. You know, they didn't have a good, what, 90, 120 days on their own. And ours has returned disrupting stuff. Uh, And I just, you know, I don't even have no advice. I'm looking for some advice. How are y'all handling these grown, not really grown kids coming home trying to be grown it's a transition right like they're transitioning from being a child at home and basically hiding everything that they do from their parents to becoming a young adult who is living on their own in some sense of the word and then having to come back home and then come back into that like how I never went home, so I don't even really know how that even works. I dropped out of college the first time and joined the military. So I went from thinking I was grown to, oh, shit. Being grown. This is what grown is. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, it it is a very awkward stage and age, I think, because 18, 19, you're really not that grown in the sense of paying your own bills and carrying your own health insurance but when you're going off to college you are living what some would consider 
the life of what being an adult is, right? You have to fend for yourself and take care of yourself and get up and get to class, much like people have to get up and get to work. Uh, you have a lot of those same responsibilities. So I think it's it's a very interesting stage. And I think for me, it's much like when our girls were younger. I always say I didn't want to break their spirit because I believe that they needed to be powerful women. Right. And if you break their spirit as young girls, they'll never possibly walk in that greatness. And to me, it's that same thing. Like now we have this young adult that is trying to figure out where she exists in life. And I don't want to break that. But I'm also like, nigga, you ain't grown. She's not anywhere Ooh. near grown. And I don't feel like she acts like she's grown. She was I talking do. back to me. Well, she's always talked back, though. Like, mm. this isn't anything Well, new. now you 18 looking is, grown talking back to me. Yeah, the difference <laughs> is you have a, a whole woman <laughs> standing here. Talking, talking back to me, swinging your neck around. Looking talking crazy. back. And I don't know if it's talking back, like... So I was taking her somewhere this morning and I asked her, taking her to work. And I said, well, is this the way that you go to work? And she responded. She's like, yeah, but it only takes me. No, she said, what did she say? Oh, yeah, but it, my phone says it only takes 16 minutes or whatever it is that she said. And then when she said it, and it was literally right after I told her that all that extra unnecessary commentary that she was saying she didn't have to say, she proceeds to have another comment with a whole lot of unnecessary commentary. Put her on the bus. And I'm like, and I'm like, why does she do that? And I feel like even with the interaction y'all had last night, mm. I was like, I feel like she is defensive. Like anything that we say, she just gets defensive about. And she feels like she has to defend whatever it is. And I don't know why. Like you were asking her a very simple question. She ain't defensive about eating up all my food. <laughs> she ain't defensive about eating up my leftovers. She ain't defensive about using my electricity. Mm -mm. She ain't defensive about using my health insurance. She ain't defensive about using our vehicles. Like she ain't defensive about when it's something she won't. It's only defensive when we it's, ask a question. And that's the thing like well, i don't know if she knows how to not be a child around us i don't know well, if she knows how to be a young adult like in her mind now that she's home she's reverted right back to that position right like i talk about this all the time like we can be she's been gone doing her thing making her own decisions you know doing probably who knows what with who knows who and now she's home how like I, I can get the conflict a little bit, but I would like to see her come into her own. So I'm like you, like we don't really have advice because we're working through it now. And I, I think it's very healthy for us to talk through it, but it would be I nice. I say choker. We're not going to choke her. Put her out. Let her put we're, a tent up in the backyard. We can put a tent in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> she get out there cold enough. She'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. <laughs> You're listening to the Naked Proverbs podcast with Rich and Nick Scott. If you like what you're hearing, show your support by becoming a patron. All of our patrons receive exclusive benefits like behind-the-scenes content, access to bonus audio, and Naked Proverbs merchandise. To learn more and to become a patron, visit the Naked Proverbs Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Naked Proverbs. You know, we, we've, I think, taken on some hard topics, some uh, intimidating topics, but this may be one of the hardest, I think, for me. Uh, 
And it's because I really don't have any real world experience with it. But I know that it happens. I know that uh, I have friends that have dealt with it. But today we're going to talk about abortion. And specifically in the context of marriage. Yes. Two married people get pregnant. Right. And decide either individually or collectively to terminate the pregnancy. Yes. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, talking about it from a dating standpoint or. It's different. It's just very different. Um, And that's not what we are. Mm -mm. Like we are. Our audience is, you know married couples or at least that's our target audience right families so yeah i would like to preface this conversation by saying a lot of what you will hear is opinion remember at the beginning of every episode we let you know that we're not trained or licensed therapists or counselors that this is our platform to share a bunch of other things but one of those things is our opinion and i feel like it's really hard to have this conversation i shouldn't say hard it's difficult to have this conversation without expressing your personal views and your personal opinions about this this topic I would like to believe that the decision to terminate a pregnancy within the context of marriage is one that doesn't happen very often, but I know that that's not necessarily the case. Well, it actually is the case. You know me, I'm going to find some statistics, I'm going to find some numbers, and statistically speaking, it says one in four women will have an abortion by the age of 45. 25%. 25%. 25%. But if you talk about abortion within marriage, that number goes down drastically. So they actually say that it's less likely in marriage uh, for a woman to choose abortion. I would, I would wonder what that statistic, like, I would like to dig deeper into that statistic. And I know you love your numbers and you love your statistics, but I also know that statistics can say whatever you want them to say. And when I say dig deeper into that number, I mean, how old are these married couples? Because I would like to, to believe that the conversation around terminating pregnancy happens more often with an older couple that becomes pregnant. And their child has certain uh, is at risk for certain developmental or or health issues versus a young, healthy couple who is pregnant. And I've also heard that um, doctors will even bring up the conversation of terminating a pregnancy if blood tests don't come back the way that is um, preferred. Right. And I think that that's where it's probably a little different is, you know, now again, we're not talking about in a single or dating aspect, but there are going to be some things that kind of, I think, cross both lines either way. Um, And I would say that in a marriage, if the choice of abortion is chosen, there's more to it than just we don't want to have a child right now. Um, and I think some of those things, those issues you, you just brought up are very realistic. You know, if you already have multiple children and now you're being told you may have a child that's going to have down syndrome, down syndrome, and 
your career is in a certain place or your marriage is in a certain place and you're like, that's just a disruption that we can't do. Um, you know, I think that it's like I said, I think it's a different conversation when you're married because I would hope that it's a conversation with both parties. Right. And I think, you know, I had this conversation recently with a friend and I was just telling him, you know, unfortunately, uh, the man doesn't get a lot of say in the choice of an abortion or not ever. And I, I take issue with that, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, but I would hope that in a marriage, the husband would get to have some type of opinion that he would get to share his his thoughts and his feelings, uh, because to know that your spouse is pregnant, it's it's a joyful occasion. It's an exciting thing. It should be. It should be. Right. Mm-hmm. And then to find out that your spouse decided to have an abortion without discussing it with you or decided to terminate pregnancy and, you know, didn't really tell you, I think that could do some real damage to a marriage. I think it absolutely can do some damage to a marriage. And I want to just talk a little bit more about what you just said. If you are older, I don't even know what age a high-risk pregnancy is. I know if I got pregnant today, I'd be considered a high-risk pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And if the doctor did my blood work and came back and said, oh, it is... 60, 70, 80% chance that this child would be born with some form of autism. Are you saying that because the child would have autism and it would require a certain level of care, a different level of care than our other two children ever have had to have, that that would be a justification to terminate the pregnancy or how does that play out? No, and I'm, I'm not saying I think that every married couple is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, no, there's I don't personally believe there's a, very many reasons to ever terminate a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Now, if the doctor told us, you know, we had to choose it was going to be you or this unborn child, then I'm probably going to pick you over the unborn child. But if it's something like, hey, this child's going to have some type of, you know, lifelong illness or disability or whatever then to me it's like look you know what you take the good with the bad and this is my child so love him or her and make the best of it like i don't i personally don't believe in just terminating because it doesn't fit my life right exactly (laughs) I, i feel like in my 40s i'm too old to choose to take a life because it doesn't fit my life, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes like, perfect like, sense. I, I think it's almost like when you're 18, 19, and you find out, oh, my gosh, she's pregnant, or, oh, my God, I'm pregnant, and a, a kid, you know, because that's what they are to me, they're children, uh, they'll make a choice like that. That's because they're thinking of it from a convenience standpoint. They're thinking of it from it's going to impact my life. Uh, you know, or they're, they're scared, right? They're scared, but it's like, come on, you're in your forties. You knew that if your spouse got pregnant, it would be high risk. Cause shoot y'all in your forties, you we ain't 20. You old. These are some old eggs. Like you, you have to be mature enough. Just like we always 
think that 18, 19, 20 year olds are going to be mature. But come on, at some point you do need to be mature around sex and understand that pregnancy is a part of sex. Unless you have gotten yourself fixed as a man or whatever happens to women, however they fix you, they fix you. But at the end of the day, if you are having sex and you're just like, well, I'm on birth control. We know birth control. It states that it's not 100 percent. Yes. Right. So there comes a point to me where this shouldn't an abortion shouldn't be about convenience at a certain age because you should be mature enough to understand the real risk and consequences of your actions and choices. What I hear you talking about is responsibility and taking responsibility of your choices as married people. We encourage you on this podcast, especially to have sex with your spouse a lot. And if you're having sex with your spouse a lot, there is the chance that your spouse could become pregnant. Like that is a real outcome of having sex. And if your spouse becomes pregnant, your wife becomes pregnant, then you have to make a choice. But to me, it's not really a choice. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like, I don't think it's a choice. I think that If you become pregnant and you're married, regardless of what the circumstances are, you should walk that out. There are so many married couples around this country, around the world that have tried and tried and tried everything to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And then for a couple like we were fertile. okay? you were fertile. I, I was fertile. You you get, yeah, I'm pregnant. Literally. Like I, I sniff you. Oh Lord, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like seriously. So it, had we not have been responsible and taken responsibility for our actions, who knows how many kids we would have at this point. So would there have ever been a, a point that we'd be like, uh, no, we got too many kids or no, we can't afford it. Or no, this is a disruption or no, that kid is going to like, I, I believe that every child is a blessing. Like you can have sex all day, every day and not get pregnant. Or you have somebody else who has sex one time and they get pregnant. You got triplets. Right. And <laughs> like, seriously, getting pregnant is a blessing. And I don't think, I, I'm like you, there are very few circumstances that would, would warrant to me a married couple collectively or individually deciding to terminate a pregnancy. So I I read this article uh, from Huffington Post, and this article was all about married people open up about what abortion was like for them. And some of the stories in this article are straight selfish. It's always selfish. No, no, no. Okay. You gotta let me finish. I know. (laughs) There, There was an example of a man that said, we already had three kids, and he didn't want to get fixed in his 20s. Because he had had uh, testicular cancer mm-hmm. and beat it. And his wife didn't want to get fixed. So they just relied on birth control. Well, as the years passed, they ended up having a child when they were older. Or she was, excuse me, they she became pregnant when they were older. And they both were basically like, this doesn't fit our career. It doesn't fit our life. And they decided to have an abortion. Then there's another example, though, where this man is kind of like I said earlier, the doctor basically told them you're going to have to choose because either the baby's going to survive or your spouse is going to die during childbirth because she had some physical complications, you know, earlier in life. 
that basically prevented her from, you know, being able to take a child all the way to term and have the child. So to me, I just feel like, are there times that it may make sense? Yes. But I think in marriage, it's a little different than two single people that, oops, we had a baby because you shouldn't in a marriage ever be like, oops, because I mean, we know how to get pregnant and we know how to prevent pregnancy. Yes. Let's be clear. (laughs) Even if you're young, you know how to prevent pregnancy. And I don't think it's a oops. I think that this one is hard for me to really articulate and unpack without sounding like I am pro life because I'm not pro life per se. I mean, there's even an example of a woman that's like, we decided to have an abortion because we had three kids and a fourth child just didn't fit. Like, and I guess I go back to where's the responsibility? You know what sex was created for. It feels great. It's fun. It's all these things. But at the end of the day, sex is about reproduction. So if you know that you don't want a child you don't want to bring a child to term and give it up for adoption, then you should probably be looking at other options when it comes to birth control or, you know, I mean, because you can't just say, well, don't have sex in marriage. No, we're not. Like, that's, ever that's, saying not, that. that's not that's realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are so many different procedures that a man or a woman can have uh, that will prevent pregnancy. That if that's, you know, if you just want sex to be something that's fun, And there's no risk involved of having a child because you're not ready for children or you don't want children. I don't want any more kids. You don't want any more children. I think that you have to be responsible and in in the choices that you make leading up to and not be reactionary to you not being responsible. How does that happen, though? Married people are going to have sex. People get pregnant all the time, whether they're young or old. And I guess the context of this conversation for me is really around, is it okay? Like, should a married couple even engage in the conversation of whether or not they should terminate a pregnancy? Well, and I think that that's the the key is really you have to communicate, right? So, and this, this conversation should probably be before you find out you're having a baby because if you find out early on during the conversation after, let's say you've had a couple kids, you're us, you've had two kids and you're like, you know, do we want more children? Mm, we I'm, do not want any. No, we're good. Right. So I, I was fixed. I mean, I've been fixed since I was in my what? Twenties. Yes. But however, that's not even a hundred percent. They say, well, it's not. But, so what if I became pregnant? And I think that that's still a conversation though. Right. And I think that the fact that we love to have sex and you end up having being pregnant at some point, then, well, that's kind of the reality of when you have sex, you could become pregnant. And but what would we do? We'd have a baby. Shoot. I mean, they I like, would, you know, I mean, we'd be, be sad. I we'd would be, be blue. Oh, I would be so sad and blue. But I mean, I think I'd hire me a nanny and he or she would take care of the baby really well. <laughs> Come on, Maria. (laughs) I mean, no, but I mean, I think, you know, that that is also a reality that there are people that have done the right things or, you know, quote unquote, the right things and then find out, oh, my God, 
you're pregnant. Well, I didn't think you could get pregnant or because, I mean, I, you hear stories like that all the time of women that have not been able to get pregnant for 30 years right. of trying. Right. So they're under the impression, you know, their can't. doctors have told yep. them pretty much they can't get pregnant. And then at 45, they're like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And now they've created a whole lifestyle that is one of someone that can't have children. So now they find out they're having a, a baby and it's like, well, now what? You never know who you're giving birth to. You never know who like you think of all the great people in this in in the world and in history. Right. Malcolm X. That was somebody's son. Martin Luther King Jr. That was somebody's son. Oprah Winfrey. That's somebody like you never know who you're giving birth to. Joe Biden. Joe, that's somebody's son. That's somebody's son. Like these are you never know who you're giving Kamala. birth to. That's somebody's, somebody's daughter. daughter. That, and that's my point. Like yeah. you never, we don't get to play creator, right? Mm -hmm. Like we play, play a role in creation, but we are not the creator. We are not, we are not the people who determine when a life is created and when a life isn't. Like I said, we could have sex. We've been having sex forever and we've been pregnant twice. Right. Right. And if we got pregnant now, I would be it would not it would not be a very happy occasion. And I'm just going to be clear and honest about that. I mean, it'd be a disruption. But I think also. I would look at it like, you know, what? I would be pissed. It, this isn't our plan. You know, we're on the verge of being empty nesters. This isn't what we expected. I'd be mad as hell. But <laughs> I would also look <laughs> at it like, well, it was meant to be, though. Right. Because. We've had all these years of sex and no children have come from it except for the first two. So now if 17 years later from the last time we had a child, mm -hmm. a child comes Ooh, from mad. it. I don't think you understand. Then, how be yeah, I mean, I'm not you're saying you're talking you so calm about it because, at because the end I'm of the not day, even going to lie. The thought of terminating that pregnancy would cross my mind. And OK. And I think that that is something I even that gonna... I would hope that we would discuss. Right. Because. Like I said earlier, it would be devastating to know that you found out you were pregnant and went and had it terminated and never said anything to me. Like and I would I, be devastated. I And I don't believe that I would carry out those thoughts. But if I am completely honest, right, because it's easy for me to say, like I said, 10 minutes ago, there are very few and, and it shouldn't be a selfish decision, decision and all of that. And I still believe that. But when it's actually you and sitting here just thinking about it, right, like I can feel the feelings that I would have just right. thinking about it that right. I would have if I peed on a stick and the stick said you were pregnant. Got like two little lines. I would. Let me tell you, I would weep. I would ugly cry. I would cry so hard. Like it wouldn't even because at this stage and age in my life, a pregnancy would be, yes, a disruption, but it is completely unwanted right now. I mean, we'd be dang near 60 by the time that child oh left God. the house. And even just thinking about my quality <laughs> of life as an elderly person is... We go from changing their diapers to them changing ours. <laughs> they wouldn't be changing them. It'd be them older too. That'd be, well, not the oldest, maybe the the middle child at that point. I guess I just, you know, I look at it like, look, can't do nothing about it. And if you have that type of attitude, instead of just being like, well, I do have an option. I'm going to terminate this child because it doesn't fit what I planned in my life at 
40 plus. And that's where you have to be real with yourself, though. Like you have to. That's that self-accountability. Like I just said, I know the thought of terminating the pregnancy would cross my mind. Well, not mine. I know it would, and I know it wouldn't. So, but then I would have to step out of that. Your feelings of and your being selfish, exactly. Like that is where the adult has to step up, and not mm-hmm. that that fearful eighteen year little old. kid, right? Exactly. And I, I guess that's my point in saying, like, it really shouldn't be a conversation. I feel like if you're married, you should go ahead and move forward with the pregnancy that's not to say that somebody like me isn't going to have those feelings and maybe it's not the wife maybe it's the husband who has those feelings right but I think that that's when you would be like girl you being selfish and I would have to get over myself at some point and be like okay I mean then I think also you have to think about the long-term effects effects of that right Because it's not just you and I that would be impacted by us choosing to terminate a child. It's our daughters would be impacted because now they're like sitting back. Well, have they terminated other children? You know, like, is this how, like, are we the lucky ones? Are we the golden kids? Like, you know, dang, they just was like, nah, we good. Uh, Because I think a lot of times parents don't even think about the impact of their choices when it comes to their children. They just look like, well, their kids, they don't need, it don't matter. This ain't their life. Uh, but on the flip side of that, what does it look like to have a child with a disability? Right. And how is that going to impact your family and the the siblings that already exist? Uh, you know, I, I think it's not something that's cut and dry or just easily, you know, relegated to, oh, you should or you shouldn't. I think there's a lot of. A lot of conversation that has to happen around it uh and it can't be from a selfish point of view though and i think that's more of you know even kind of what you're saying now is like look i know i'm selfish Mm -hmm. or you know i know that this wouldn't fit my life right now for these reasons but when you are a married couple and a child is given to you you have to step out of the selfishness that we can all have and really evaluate why you don't want to have the child. And if it's all comes down to just selfish reasons, then you probably need to just get over yourself and have the child you've been blessed with. Well, you know, the Christian folk would say, God won't put more on you than you can bear. It's not even in the Bible, though. But that's what the Christian folk would say. But I'm just saying that's nowhere in the Bible. But, <laughs> like, I know no, that. It's, like, what, 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 what did my I baby say that. that time when she was with her auntie? She said, show me in the Bible. Oh, yeah. She sure did. Show yeah. me. It, well, it's you won't find that in the Bible, but that's what they say. There's a whole beautiful song about it. Yeah. But well, it ain't so the, what was your point? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so adamant to make sure everybody know that ain't in the it's Bible. It's not in the word. y'all. Ain't nothing in the Stop. Bible say he won't put more on you than you can bear. It, that is not biblical. That's just a There's song. a whole lot of things that aren't biblical. That's true. That people say. And, and okay, that's a whole yeah. different conversation. We spoke talking about emotions. Well, the point is, is yes, I feel like. And that's why I brought it to me personally, because it's easy to sit here behind the microphone on Naked Proverbs and tell other people what they should and shouldn't do and give them my opinions about what they should and shouldn't do. Had a baby. But when when I brought it to me and I could literally feel the hairs on my arms standing up. You got excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to get to go sledding again and the kid's going to be nice again. And then 
they're going to be a butthead again. Please, no. Then we finally get rid of them, and then they're going to come home, and I'm going to be asking y'all, what do I do with this college kid? I have yet to find, (laughs) I have yet to figure out and see the return on my investment with the first two, so I'm very reluctant to have another. (laughs) (laughs) The love that they give when they give love. When? They do, sometimes. It's Mm. rewarding. Okay. What is the return on investment of of having children? Y'all let me know that one. I don't know. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Naked Proverbs podcast. We truly want you to have a happy marriage. We want you to thrive in your marriages and indulge in your spouses on a regular basis. Don't forget to follow the Naked Proverbs on whatever podcasting platform you listen on. And we will talk to y'all in the next one. Peace.